This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to episode 322 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Look, everybody loves watching cooking competition shows, seeing professional chefs go head-to-head using limited ingredients with intense challenges and set amounts of time, watching them whip up brilliant dishes under pressure. But what if a culinary competition show eliminated the chefs? What if we pitted the foods themselves up against each other round after round to determine the best food of the year? This is that competition. This is Munch Madness. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important to remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and to engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. A concrete way to start doing that is to just find out whose land you live on. You know, it's a baby step, but it is a step in the right direction, uh, and a really simple way to do that is by going to native-land.ca. Of course, this is assuming you live in Canada. If you live in the U.S., probably you can also Google it. You know, both of these, in fact, if you live in Canada or the U.S., you can Google it and find out really easily whose land you live on. And once you have found that out, that's the first step, right? Because from there, you can look into cultural events, you can look into friendship centers, you can look into all sorts of information about the peoples whose land you live on and how to give back and how to build that relationship. All right, on with the show. This is it. Over the past eight weeks, we've seen round after round of foods go head to head, with a fantastic rotation of guest judges voting week after week to decide which foods deserve to win the title. Today, we crown the winner of Munch Madness 2021. Let's meet our finalists. (laughs) What is this voice? All right. First up, we've got our fifth seed, Cheese, who knocked out sushi in the first round, defeated last year's semifinalist sandwiches in the quarters, and toppled Eastern underdog rice in the semis last week. A heavy hitter both in our tournament and in our arteries, Cheese has proven that sometimes you've just got to milk what you've got and things will turn out great. And going up against the dairy dominatrix in this finale round is the third seed, Pies, who, after making it to the semifinals last year, this time around conquered chicken, pizza, and dumplings to find itself back for a chance at the crown. Does Pies have the stuffing to take out cheese today, or will it prove flaky when it comes time to rise to the challenge? I've got two very special guest judges phoning in today to help crown the winner, but before we hear from them, I'd like to remind you to please stick around through the end of today's show, because after the winner is announced, I'm going to be making a pretty huge announcement about this very podcast and some exciting changes that we're making around here going forward. And uh, let's just say you don't want to miss it. Let's just say you don't want to miss it, because it's kind of (laughs) huge. 
So without further ado, let's get into it. The final round of Munch Madness 2021. All right, my first guest on this, the finale of Munch Madness 2021, is the food editor for Cult MTL. You've heard him on the show before. It's Clay Sandu. Clay, thanks so much for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, let's get straight into it. Our final matchup for this year's tournament is between our fifth seed cheese and our third seed pies. Who are you casting your vote for and why? You know, it's it's a good question because... This it seems like a wild matchup, um, but the, really the way that I was seeing it is that it's like it's two kind of quintessential comfort foods. I, and I think like cheese is like they're just both things that I think like nobody really hates either. Though I mean I'm sure there's people out there that are like not really big cheese people. I mean there's always outliers, but my consideration is really coming down to what I think is being like what what it's a more important food and i guess it's more important to me because i'm sure some people will have a difference of opinion but i think in the larger like conversation about food and the impact of food in the world cheese is is more important and i think they're both pretty eurocentric foods Mm -hmm. so there's not a huge pie culture that exists in asia nor is there a huge cheese culture that exists there but kind of through the Middle East and then coming into the Western world, like pies and cheese are both very important. But cheese is like, there's no AOC, DOC classification for pie, but there <laughs> are for cheese. And there's whole like, you know, there's microclimates and all types of cows and systems and aging and crusts and all these like huge, huge considerations like cheese sommeliers and stuff that exist surrounding cheese. So. I don't know. I mean, like to me, it's got to be cheese. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I uh, <laughs> so so part of the way that I kind of structured the tournament this year is that instead of having a roundtable where people yell at each other and argue for half an hour, I'm doing it all one on one so that it can be as subjective as possible, right? Because I think that that's that's important when we're talking about food. You know, even in like even in televised cooking competition shows, the judges are going to be a little bit subjective about what they're voting for. So I feel like it makes sense for it to be subjective here. But I think you're right that like, you know, beyond being just important to you, like cheese is important. You know, it's, there are cultures that don't eat it for sure. But like you said, there's cultures that don't really do pie either. But I think that to people who eat both, I would be hard pressed to find someone who'd rather have pie over cheese if you had to like get rid of the other forever you know yeah i think i mean like as as much as pie is like i mean pie is good right like who doesn't like pie it's amazing it's and, great. and i think in in the you know the past episode when i was listening to people kind of talk about their love for pie there there's so much that people talk about in terms of like the versatility of pie and that's true you know what i mean like there are so like I think of like the Cornish pasty as like a the classic hand pie is like the the most it, I mean it's made to be like the workman's lunch like that's <laughs> cool you know what I mean that's cool that there's there's like a like the vehicle for it or like the like the panzerotti in Puglia for example is like I mean that's that's a hot pocket essentially but like <laughs> a little, like hand pie pizza like that's that's cool too but there are like communities. And like villages in Europe that are based uniquely around like the year-long process of making cheese. You know? <laughs> that to me is like it, it's it's more it's more than just like oh yeah it's good. It's like it's it's like a like an economic thing too, which is like that's a how do you how do you discount that? I mean like it's cool. I mean I guess there's like the diner economy <laughs> for pie. <laughs> 
but you know that, that's got like uh fried eggs and like you know toaster uh waffles and stuff too so i don't know i don't know you can say diner economy built on pie yeah and i mean i feel like the diner economy like is equally built on cheese as it is on pie right like you have things like grilled cheese sandwiches and like burgers and like yeah i'd be i'd be hard pressed to find a place that makes more money selling pie than it makes selling cheese unless it only sells pies yeah i always think i think about this thing there's a like a pretty famous cheese shop in toronto it's called the cheese boutique and uh, the guy that runs it is like I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, I don't know what what the actual title is for someone who's what I'm calling a cheese sommelier, but he's <laughs> kind of like a revered expert on cheese. And he told me that or he he was like writing about a that he had like a, a you know like a ten thousand dollar block of pecorino or, or something that he he had reserved for Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? Like people put serious money <laughs> into their appreciation of cheese, and I just don't think you see that the same way with pie and both of them hit that like really like core nostalgic thing you know what i mean like mac and cheese kind of hits the same spot as as like a, a slice of apple pie yeah i get that i mean heck i would even put i would put cheese on a slice of apple pie i was gonna know? bring up exactly you know <laughs> like cheese cheese is an important part of pie in a way that pie is not an important part of cheese in any way <laughs> right yeah, I uh, I'm looking it up also just to see if there is a word for you know a cheese expert in the way that there's a sommelier and uh, the consensus on on the internet seems to just be cheesemonger, which doesn't feel quite right to me because like I liken cheesemonger to fishmonger, where you're not necessarily like a world-renowned expert on fish by being a fishmonger. It just means you are someone who you know catches and sells it. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know. I mean, but there there certainly are people that like. I don't know. I'm sure. I think I watched like a Food 52 video or something on YouTube where they're like getting getting like lay people and and cheese experts to kind of like taste cheese and talk about them. Cheese is, I mean, you know, like especially in Quebec, I would say like cheese is a huge part of our identity, uh, our food identity. Anyway, you know, like the amount of cheese that's produced in this province alone is, and it's of repute for the most part. Like not just within Canada, but like elsewhere in the world, um, you know, we're, we're a place in the world where you can still make raw milk cheeses like that. You can't have that. Like that doesn't exist in the U S right. It's, I think that's for me why it's, it's such a, like it, it wins the debate because like it's part of, it's part of like a food identity in the way that pie for all of the good things it brings is just like a very good dish. Sure. Yeah, I, that makes sense to me. I uh, When I think about kind of my relationship to the two, when I get a pie, I'm excited because, you know, it's it's a novel thing, right? Like I'm not going to eat pie on a daily basis necessarily. And so pie is maybe more exciting to me in a like one-on-one -on -one setting, but cheese is so much more of a staple for me, <laughs> even though I'm lactose intolerant and shouldn't eat nearly as much of it as I do. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have cheese on my toast every morning and I'm going to like put cheese on a sandwich i'm gonna have it on a pizza i'm gonna melt it onto whatever i'm eating for dinner because it's it's amazing and it's important to me you know and i think that 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 can't be discounted that like you you brought up quebec being a like big producer of cheese and i think i forget about that a lot because like because i'm just here all the time right i don't i don't hear people outside of quebec talking about our cheese that often but like 
I think that's mostly because the the food media I consume is all American and they tend to talk about either American cheese or like, you know, parm. And like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think about Quebec cheese, but like we do have such a huge dairy industry here. And like, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about how, you know, the Saputo family own, you know, cheese and also soccer. And that's like, it, they were saying, they were so surprised that like, you know, one of the like, you know, families that is not necessarily in the mob, but like feels the most like a mob family, you know, is like so focused on those two things because cheese is not one that you usually like think of. I, I don't know. Uh, all this being said, like our, our local geographical identity being so tied to cheese is a really like fascinating way to, uh, to think about that. So Thanks for yeah. uh, for bringing that up. Yeah, for real. Shout out Montreal Cheese Mob. <laughs> I love it. You you think about like, you know, the mob in other cities and it's like, you know, they're... Oh, what was I watching? I was watching some like... Oh, I couldn't even tell you what this was. I was watching some TV show and it was one of those like, you know, episodic dramas uh, where, you know, people are doing detective work or whatever. And the crime at hand was that somebody had murdered somebody over a like pasta sauce recipe and it like turned out to be a mob hit related to like you know using the right kind of tomatoes or whatever and like you hear about that you hear about you know pizza sauce mob connections that kind of thing but i know that in montreal like if you have a restaurant and you are using cheese you're using saputo cheese and like you know we can make mob jokes all we want but that also to me just speaks to like the quality of the cheese here that like it's not bad cheese that we're being forced to to use in restaurants. You know, it's it's very good, and it, I I think that says something. I don't know. Yeah, I might catch flack for this. I don't know, but my my take on this is that like Saputo, I mean Saputo's not like it's not great cheese. Like, I, in, and I mean that just in terms of like like a great as like the real uh, like high echelon great cheese. It's sure. very good. Like I I buy it and like it and use it reasonably often. It's not specialty cheese, you sure. know what I mean? Like, um, even though they they do like you know you can buy like um, like saputo ricotta salata, and you can buy like buffalo mozzarella. Let's buy saputo. It's not the best stuff, but like to be honest, it's pretty good. Like it's it's a decent like for the fact that you can buy it at pretty much any grocery store. Like I'm 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 happy to use saputo cheese. I don't really know like you know like we're talking about the mob ethics of it. Like I don't know. <laughs> how good I feel on a, on a moral level, um, supporting the business. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, sometimes it just calls for a kind of a good quality run of the mill cheese. And like Saputo's going to kind of do the trick. Totally. Well, that's it. Like I, I think about it and it's like, yeah, it's not artisanal, you know, it's not necessarily like fancy handcrafted. You can like taste the sweat of the guy who made it, but like (laughs) for a mass produced cheese, they do a really good job. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I wonder if this is, you know, I'm just thinking on, on a larger like debate of this. My take being that I, I, I'm voting for cheese. I actually think like in my own consumption, I, I actually don't eat that much cheese. Sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not lactose intolerant. I don't think. I think I'm like, I think most people are lactose sensitive. Like you sit down to like, eat a pound of cheese and like, you know, no, no, unless you got an ironclad stomach, I think you're going to feel the effects of that for sure. Right. I I think like I'm more, I'm more likely to eat a pie than I am to eat like, uh, (laughs) like a plate of cheese. But, um, yeah, just the, the, 
the pie to me for like for all of the great things it does i don't know i mean if it's a joy-based thing like pie to me is is something that i think is like a pure joy dish sure like it's a really joyful thing so if pie wins like i get it you know what i mean like <laughs> it's a joyful expression of food and that's like a really special thing i don't know if cheese like cheese is sort of like it's kind of like this has an idea of being like in some ways kind of lowest common denominator like like cheese is just being like like grease you know what i mean sure and and then on the flip side of things it can also be like really kind of hoity-toity like you know fine french cheese or fine italian cheese or, or, or whatever you have but um like a pie is just like everybody loves a piece of pie like a warm flaky dough sweet or savory pie is kind of one of the most like delicious exciting things that you can eat yeah no i wouldn't disagree with that i i think that the the difference for me between the two is like i see pie as like a celebration and cheese as like a day-to-day delightful enhancement of things you know where like like you were saying cheese can be run-of-the-mill it can be very you know like you know the the regular like marble cheddar that you buy at the grocery store for like three bucks and like you know grate onto something and eat like it doesn't feel lavish it doesn't feel fancy but it does provide that like warmth and that comfort and that like slight like touch up to whatever you're putting it on but then a pie is like this this beautiful like as soon as it's there you know that you're eating it for a reason right like it doesn't just show up it doesn't it isn't just something you keep in your fridge at all times and like whip out to add to a meal it's really it's special a little bit more I did this interview earlier this year uh, for Cult for our food issue with uh, a baker, she, like a former Bon Appetit test kitchen star. Her name's Claire Saffitz. I mean, she's like the biggest internet YouTube sensation baker now. Um, but the way that she talks about like eating a, a baked good, and I think that this she would be like a really interesting person to have this debate with because I know that she really loves cheese and like she's she lived in France and did her like culinary school in, in France. So her her relationship with cheese is particularly nuanced. But like there is something that's very emotional about like a baked good that I don't know if it translates the same to cheese. Um I'm I'm kind of like a like my my appreciation of food has like I love food and nostalgia and feeling i think that's really important but i love like the kind of cultural impact of food and so that's that's why my leaning is towards the cheese but like there is something so special about like just a, like a pie like a whole pie on a like the idea i'm like thinking in my mind of like the pie cooling on the windowsill right. You know, that's like a, you know, a, like a cartoon in my mind. There's something real about that. There's something that like speaks to like just what I think what people love to get out of food, which isn't always like the intellectual stuff that I like. It's more of just like the, the, the pure, the pure enjoyment of like something made for you that's special that like warms your heart. And that I think is kind of a unique, almost unique to a baked good thing. Yeah, I, I think I think I agree with that to, to the extent that even like anytime I think about, you know, comfort foods that aren't specifically like baked goods still end up being baked 
a lot of the time where, you know, I think about like mac and cheese where like the best mac and cheese is baked mac and cheese. You know, I'll fight people on that. And like, you know, a pizza is baked and like a lasagna is baked. And I realize I'm mostly just naming, you know, <laughs> pasta dishes and stuff. But hey, that's where my comfort food lies. But, you know, like shepherd's pie is baked, right? Like all of, well, I guess that's also a pie. But like all of these things that like, you know, they're warm and they're hearty. And like with the exception of maybe like a soup or a stew, which, you know, you could argue you could bake. It's just kind of inefficient. Like most most comfort food is baked in some form and i think that pie being like the sort of when i think about like if you say the phrase baked goods i picture pies pies is the first thing i picture and then my brain starts to trickle down and like I'll almost see like a shelf in a bakery where it's like the pies are on top and then all the cookies and stuff are underneath and maybe you got croissants or whatever but the pies are kind of the focal point for me and so like yeah i think that there is something to like pie as the like ultimate comfort warmth and joy yeah you touch on an interesting like a question about pie as the format too because pie really is a format like (laughs) is is shepherd's pie pie i'm torn i think i think that like for the purposes of uh for the purposes of people voting in this tournament, I would have been totally fine with people saying shepherd's pie is a pie. I think on a format level, shepherd's pie is like, I don't know, maybe more of a casserole. Yeah, I think it's a casserole. I agree with that. Because like, if shepherd's pie is a pie, then like, why isn't lasagna a pie? Right, exactly. And I feel I feel worse calling lasagna a pie than I do calling shepherd's pie a pie for whatever reason. But like... <laughs> It has pie in it, right? Like it's kind of doing some of the work for you, but it's not. I mean, and like pizza is a pie, right? Are we going to call pizza a pie? I would call pizza a pie. I I I regularly call pizza a pie. Yeah, I would say yeah, but like it doesn't have pastry either. Right. Although a pizza made in a pie crust, though, could be good. I had a really last summer. I had a really, really, really good tomato tart. It didn't taste like pizza uh, it wasn't like a pizza tart but like a pizza tart like i could be down with that I, I could get into a pizza tart why not yeah i'm i was about to try and google pizza pie to see if anyone's made this yet and i think that's a useless google search that's not going to yield the results i'm looking for <laughs> yeah it's just going to give you pizza a pizza pie <laughs> okay so so voting for cheese just just to confirm yeah. yes despite all the <laughs> nice things that i have to say about pie I will I will definitely, you know, respect if pie wins, but I think that the correct answer is cheese. That's fair. I get that. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on uh, pie, cheese, food in general, or anything you want to plug before I let you go? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd like to do both. I mean, the final thing is, and this is a big thing that I've been writing about this whole year as we talk about food in a new way because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and relationship with it is like you know have i think you should be considerate of of food and and like understand that it's important but at the end of the day we spend a lot of time like talking about and comparing things restaurants cooks food all these things talking about what is and what isn't better like be happy with the things that you like in life have an open mind like be open to trying new things but you know like follow your heart trust your intuition that's that's what food is about like food is about eating things that are important and, and meaningful to you and, and enjoying that. And I do want to plug one thing. It's not totally food related. It's not unrelated either. But I uh, mean, a few friends and friends from all over the world um, have been working on a digital magazine. It's called Bellyache Magazine. By the time this comes out, 
it will be live. So I have this project that's that's coming out with a few friends. It's a collection of writing, photography, illustration, recipes from chefs in New York, poet from New York. I've got illustrators from Hong Kong, um, plenty of people from Montreal. It's it's a reflection on the last year in a way that's really sort of uh, uplifting, but like in a way that acknowledges that we've kind of all gone through a really hard time in different ways and, and tells a lot of really interesting stories. Uh, I would highly recommend that everyone checks this out because there's so much cool work from really great contributors and it's um, by donation. So if you have something to donate towards this, everyone contributed for free. So help support local artists, local writers, and and just the creative industries in general. Uh, and if you don't have anything to donate, that's cool too. It's really just to get some stories and some content out there in the world. So you can check it out at bellyachemag.mag, that's our Insta handle. And uh, you can go to bellyachemagazine.com where you can actually download the magazine. That's amazing. That that sounds very cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'll uh, I'll make sure to include a link in the description of the episode as well for ease of access. Thank you. With the the final uh, conclusion, uh, who do you have on deciding casting the final vote? Uh, well, uh, so I'm never sure if I'm gonna need a tiebreaker or not, right? Uh, so you're the first person I'm talking to on this episode, and then actually later in the cool. week I'm gonna be talking to JP. Nice. Okay. Great. So. I'll see what JP- yeah so we'll see what uh what he says but then if he votes if he votes for pie i'm gonna have to bring in a tiebreaker uh so we'll see what happens there but if he votes for cheese it'll just be cheese so we'll see (laughs) (laughs) i genuinely have no idea i i feel like my prediction is that he's a pie guy more than a cheese guy but i actually don't know jp it's a good question uh you know what like jp my impression of uh of where i think jp is gonna vote to i i actually do think that he's gonna vote pie JP is a he he goes more about like like gratification and I think that <laughs> delivers on gratification in a way that cheese may not. So I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to vote pie. But we'll we'll find out. I love that. Yeah, we'll we'll see if you're right. Oh man. Well, hey, that was great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating or review I got during the month of May, I'll be donating $2 to The Depot, my local food bank here in Montreal. They can turn every $1 into $3, which means your free rating or review does $6 of good for a family in need. You can read all about them at the link in the description below. Now that the show has been heavily focused on food for a while, I went back and I noticed that most of our existing Apple Podcast reviews are actually pretty outdated and still talk about the show as if it's a comedy podcast so if you've already left a review in the past maybe take this opportunity to go update it and i'll count that as a new review and make a donation accordingly even though it's technically just an update of the old one because new reviews are still useful and more relevant than old reviews so yeah do that on apple podcasts i actually use the services of the depot on a semi-regular basis our family does get the emergency food basket that they provide to people who are struggling to have enough money to buy groceries on a regular basis it's a really great way for us to stock up on pantry staples so that we can then you know spend the amount of money that we have for groceries on other things to kind of elevate that you know so we can have you know meat with our rice and beans uh here and there instead of just rice and beans here and there Uh, having the kind of basics 
provided for is a really, really helpful thing. And so I want to encourage you, in fact, if you are listening to this right now uh, and you live in NDG in Montreal or anywhere where there is a similar kind of food bank type service, look into the programming that they have available, look into what they have, because you don't have to be on the hardest times to be on hard times, right? (laughs) Is that how you say that? You know what I mean. If you are struggling even a little bit, there are services in place to help you out. You don't have to be living on the street in order to struggle with food insecurity, right? <laughs> you can you can have a home. You can be moderately comfortable, but still super duper stressed about where your next meal is going to come from. That that is a, a reality I think for a lot of people. Probably more people than the like most extreme reality. And these kinds of services are there for you. So again, if you are having any kind of trouble check out the depot if you're in ndg of course if you're not in ndg google google is your friend here folks you can google your city plus food bank and probably you will find something because there are a lot of wonderful people in the world who are just trying to help you out all right let's get to the next part of the show my second judge on this, the final episode of Up for Discussions Munch Madness 2021, is JP Karaki. JP is uh, an editor at Time Out Montreal, writer at the Montreal Gazette for the past little while, and has been writing about food for the past decade. JP, thanks for joining me again. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. So, <laughs> so you know why you're here. Let's get into it. This is the finale. None of us know why we're here, Tom. You know that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I guess I, I can't just put that existential dread on you at the very beginning of a recording. That's <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're talking about food, that's all you want. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Existential dread and... Uh, pie which uh, of course brings us to our finale uh the final matchup is between cheese and pies jp who do you think deserves to take home the title this year and why i've thought long and hard about this I've thought long and hard about this i think i think that cheese is going to take this one home okay. i think that there's been far too many opportunities for pie to disappoint people whereas uh cheese has this wonderful innate ability ability to uh scare people away uh if they won't if they if they won't like it just the odor of a particularly strong cheese or the appearance of it uh people will be like oh okay i get it i get it cheese you don't want me to eat you okay or maybe my body doesn't want to eat you it's a mutual understanding whereas pie can be deceiving pie is like the 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 crust can be can be brittle even though it looks good uh, it looks like it could be filled with fruit because you're like, oh, yeah, that's pie. But instead, it's filled with meat. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for pie to screw things up. Mm. This is interesting. So you're you're voting for cheese, not because of the ways that cheese is better than pie, but because of the ways that pie is worse than cheese. There is such <laughs> thing as bad pie. Don't get me wrong. Sure. There's definitely such thing as a ba- there's And there's such thing as bad cheese. I'm basing this on, I think, I, 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 I know I can't go with my gut. Munch Madness uh, catches you off guard, you know, in so many ways. And if I want to go with my personal feelings, I, I think I'd, 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 I'd like to sell, take this moment to celebrate pie, personally. But I don't think that's how people are going to vote. I don't think that's how it went down. Well, you're voting. You're, you're the one who gets to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I'm trying to keep everybody else's interest in mind here. It's just the, just the kind of guy I am, okay? You're choosing to, uh, you're voting uh, You're voting strategically instead of voting with your heart? Uh, I'm afraid so. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, A little bit of my soul, too, a little bit, I think. I don't think I'm going to be very pleased with myself if I look back on this and 
You know that moment when you're like lying on your deathbed and you're just like reaching out and someone's like, oh, that's cute. They think that they can see the light at the end of the tunnel and all their loved ones. And instead, it's just for that one moment I voted for pie instead of for cheese. So I'm locking it in, Tom. I'm locking it in. Just to be clear, which one are you locking in? <laughs> <laughs> for cheese. Cheese. Okay. I'm going strategic. Well, I can tell you, uh, by having voted for cheese, you have just made cheese our undisputed winner. This is the I, this oh. is the only episode of Munch Madness this year that hasn't come to a tiebreaker. Oh my gosh, I broke the tie? Yeah, well you you just prevented the tie from existing. Oh no, I'm so sorry, pie people. <laughs> you I'm know what so though? Sorry. I I think that's that's really uh <laughs> So um, when Clay and I were talking in the first half of the episode, I asked him, this might not have been on the recording anymore. I might have asked him afterward what he thought you were going to vote for between the two. And he was like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure JP's going to vote for pie. So I think it's really oh. funny that your heart said pie, but that you your mouth said cheese. Clay, you know me too well, man. <laughs> okay, so so let's like. I think because you love pie so much at heart, even though you didn't vote for it, do you want to like extol the virtues of pie a little bit, give it the proper send off that it deserves as the runner up? Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Because I mean, a well made pie is is great. Sure. You know, uh, and also, you know, it just cheese is deceitful. I think I've been deceived too many times, but I, I I personally have been deceived by cheese. Where I'm in terms of how much you eat, mm. you know, charcuterie plate is out, the variety is out. But after a while, you know, you can get tired of tired of cheese, I think. Sure. Like, also, pie is just so much more my style, you know. If you're having a particularly bad day, you can sit down with a pie. It's hard to sit down with a piece of cheese, man. Huh. I don't know I, that I would agree with that. I think that I can <laughs> sit down with a piece of cheese pretty easily. <laughs> I have to tell you, and this is nothing personal if this is your experience. All experiences are valid, man. But however, you might have to reassess certain things if you sit down with a block of cheese. <laughs> like that's not not normal, man. I can tell you, like when I was like, I can tell you when I was um, I was gonna say a teenager, but I was more like a black hole. You know, just the the power of that puberty has on the on on the male body to just become this bottomless pit for food. Mm -hmm. I swear to God. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know the scene from The Simpsons where Homer is eating 64 slices of American cheese? Right. Uh, I was able to do that, but just not, I, I wouldn't look as haggard in the morning. I would be like, where's the next 64 kind of thing? Sure. But that's not, that's no longer the case, man. No longer the case. It's not, that's not how this works. Pie also is much more easily sliced, and, you know, it's, easily to por it's easy to portion out for yourself, too. I, I think it's just that, like, I've had those those like at the hearth heartwarming moments with pie whereas with cheese it's like you want it or not okay. cheese becomes this the sad option at the <laughs> at the at the burger king where they're just like do you want more calories on your calories i'll be like yeah i guess so yeah this is this is interesting i think i think like maybe it's just because i am someone who is so emotionally connected to like all of my food i have trouble deciding which feels more emotionally significant to me between pie and cheese like i think that they're both like you know sure a block of cheese alone is not a comfort food but cheese is an essential ingredient in every other comfort food except mm. for maybe pie <laughs> like i think that too yeah oh and also also i mean like we can't forget the the caveat here that like i i can't remember if you've ever talked about this on your show before how you can add cheddar cheese to to apple pie? Ooh, yeah, 
Yeah. So you're you you're a fan, of course. Okay. So I think clear clearly that like apple pie already was good, but when it comes when it comes to adding cheese, wola. Okay, <laughs> wola tabernacle. Yeah. Put put some cheddar cheese on my apple pie. <laughs> why don't you, baby? Ooh, yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just that I want to be able to say that, like, in the end, I think cheese really would win out. I can't, like, I can't honestly, um, I, I think that also, yeah, I mean, like, also more crimes, I think, have been committed with pie as well. Do you mean, like, food crimes or actual crime crimes? Both, technically. Okay. All I right. mean, like, I think you couldn't really get away with a terrorism charge for it, but, like, when politicians are pelted with pies, like... They're probably beaten up by Secret Service after doing that. So, fact one, crime with pie. Actual crime with pie. I'm sure some somebody has been jailed for pieing somebody before. <laughs> for sure. Are you Let's... researching this right now? Please you, tell me. You're, you're... You, heard my, you heard my keyboard strokes. <laughs> yeah, I did hear your keyboard strokes. <laughs> I definitely just Googled pie-based crimes. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not any, finding... Anything come... Anything come up? Mostly just Sweeney Todd. That's not good. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why do they give you fiction as well? Um, okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So pieing or pie attack, as it is known, is the act of throwing a pie at a person. Uh, and it's been obviously it has its slapstick roots mostly, but there is just a section on Wikipedia called convicted. <laughs> Um, okay. And the his attack, and so for example, former Canadian uh, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien was hit in the face with a pie by a protester in the year 2000, and his attacker initially was given a prison sentence, but they subsequently received a conditional sentence. But the point is, is that pies are, are have have they're they're criminals, man. The criminals. Okay. And then there's also like existential crime as well in my mind, because like there is no there is no eel in the pie, but have you heard of eel pie and mash? No. Um, yeah, that's um, those are British shops that have been around since the 18th century. Um, I believe the reason why it's a thing. Now, the eel, like I said, is not in the pie. It's actually the eel is jellied and served with the pie. Okay. You know, I can't. I haven't tried it. Maybe for all I know. But the the reason why it exists is because around the uh, the 19th century that uh, the River Thames was like overrun. The polluted River Thames was overrun with. Uh, was just flush with eels. So um, they were like, well, if you can't beat them, eat them. So uh, they started to make <laughs> eel mash and pie shops where that is what they'll do. It's jellied eel with like meat pies and, uh, and mashed potatoes huh. and usually some kind of like gravy on top of all that because the English, you yeah. know? I'm noticing because that the gravy English. is green most of the time. I'm really curious about what that is. I wouldn't be surprised if that was just like an herb butter yeah, or something parsley. like that. Yeah, just like there's only one way we're gonna eat this. Yeah, coated in butter, which is kind of the just kind of the case for a lot of things when you think about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I looked into uh, I looked into cheese-based crimes, and then I threw a twenty-sided die across the room because I'm a professional podcaster. What did it roll as? Um, a nine. Nice. Which doesn't bode well for the point no. i was about to make but i quite skilled at talking about cheese so i would say that your skill makes up for it yeah i think i get advantage on this one because of that okay okay 16 is a little better um so <laughs> you just calculated it <laughs> yeah of course i had to add my okay. cheese modifier um god uh so i looked up 
cheese-based crimes as well because I was curious because I figure if we're comparing cheese and pie based on like criminal activity around them it seems that overwhelmingly while pie-based crime is pretty exclusively about throwing pies in people's faces cheese-based crime is always theft which I think is another point in cheese's favor that people like cheese so much that they can't keep their hands off it even in the case of going to jail for it uh yeah don't forget also cheese is also a sport True. I don't think you could say that about... Uh, so you know the cheese run. Oh, I know the cheese run. So you got to know the cheese run. I think that's the thing. But also, it's like it's cheese is a more high-profile food, I mm. think. Yeah. Were, were cake not to exist, you know, and let them eat cake had to be altered, I think cheese would just be hilariously more acceptable than let them eat pie. <laughs> you think it let them eat cheese? <laughs> let them eat cheese. Yes, I think actually that would... Uh, that would resonate with people a little bit better, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it does have kind of more of a sting to it, almost. Yeah. 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 It's kind of weird. I, it's unfor- It's an unfortunate mashup for Munch Madness. It's just kind of a way the, the chips fall, but mm. it's like, were this a face-off of pie versus cake, let's say? Sure. That would be, that would be earth-shattering, you know? That would just, like, riots would start in the street all over again. Sorry, yeah. Montreal. But, uh... <laughs> that joke. But, uh... <laughs> No, it's just when it comes down to it, it's a it feels like a much more uneven <laughs> ma- matchup in terms of yeah it's uh cheese just has so so much more going for it yeah I mean it's it's interesting because uh, last year the finalists were pasta and garlic and that feels similarly unfair to me where like it well in my mind garlic was the one that was going to be the obvious winner because like cheese it is everywhere and can be used in everything. Um, but pasta actually ended up winning last year because I think one of the people voting was like, just uh, like didn't like garlic, and another person voting was me, and I have a garlic allergy, so I voted for pasta out of spite. But like, I I think that the the way this tournament kind of works is that the finale is almost never going to be like two things that make a lot of sense going against each other. It's it's always mm-hmm. going to be kind of whatever two things manage to rise through the ranks. Let's not forget as well that cheese is also. It just struck me as like I think it's more of the everyman type thing. Sure. I think I think it is more of the the everyman type thing. There are more famous cheeses than there are famous pies. Like as a name for people, I seem to remember there's a cheese. There's a character named Cheese in like more than one cartoon. Oh sure, yeah. Um... You know, but pie is like it makes me think of like piebald from. Uh, where was piebald from again? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, piebald. A piebald is a is an animal. Apparently, it's kind of horse or a dog. Is it both? Why is the Wikipedia page for piebald showing me both a dog and a horse? What's happening here? Because <laughs> it's a pattern. Oh, <laughs> it's a pattern of unpigmented. Actually, yeah. So, well, funny enough, Whoops. I think maybe that's re- that's really the connection. Is that uh, a a cow has a piebald pattern that leads to milk, which is then turned into cheese. Okay. Think about that for a second, why don't you? Sure. Let's yeah. pretend there's no butter in pie crust. <laughs> Fine. But that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 an extra step removed for sure. It is it is an extra step, yes. <laughs> but um no, I'm just trying to think. There was a there was a famous character named Piebald, but no, the cheese definitely has like there was definitely a cheese in um Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. There's okay. There's definitely a good character named Cheese in that. Yeah. But then also Cheese is um, Cheese makes for a better surname for people, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's the phrase that we use whenever we want people to take photographs. Yeah. You know, can't forget about popular 
children's eatery Charles Entertainment Cheese. Uh, do you want to hear an interesting one? Sure. Uh, cheese is also can be the name for a heroin-based recreational drug. Oh. Uh, that uh, it came to attention at the in the media in the United States after a string of deaths among adolescents in Dallas between 2005 and 2007. Oh. I think that was somebody just trying to bring down the cheese. Sure. Like just trying to bring down the the the, the zeitgeist of cheese. <laughs> Trying to just trying to bring it down, yeah. So they're just like, I don't know, man. Name it after cheese. I, I, I hate cheese. Cheese is terrible. It's pie for me all the way. They said. Oh, maybe it was big steak. Big steaks try to take down the cheese industry in Texas. I could see it. I wonder if lobbyists end up actually they go at each other's throats over that. It's kind of like they rub it in. Who they manage to get more senators to vote for them? Probably. Uh, <laughs> that's just bullshit. I know it's just bullshit. What happens now? What is a does does cheese get a prize? What's going to happen um, so the the winner of munch madness gets the honor of being named the best food of 2021 according to this podcast huh. so that's something uh the other thing on a on a sort of i guess slightly more tangible level maybe i don't even know uh is that this will directly affect the seeding for next year's tournament so now you know the four finalists from this year so cheese pie dumplings and rice which wild that there's an alternate universe where the finale was rice versus dumplings right um yeah. those four will now be the first through fourth seeds and then everything else will kind of play from there i'll probably you know do some extra content about cheese with the rest of this year just you know to celebrate it a little bit more but uh, okay. it doesn't like get a tr- like it's kind of hard to award a trophy to a food at large <laughs> <laughs> i guess i could carve a trophy out of cheese just uh, Photoshop one of uh, your family photos so that it looks like it's just you and and six cheeses. Yeah. Or however big your family is. Yeah, I'll, I'll just replace that. You know what? I'm, I'm saying it here and now, folks. Uh, by winning Munch Madness 2021, uh, Cheese has uh, officially become my son's new first name. I'm going to take it to the government later this week and make it official. What's done is done. I've heard that for some reason this came up this came up recently where people were talking about like um, having the experience growing up as a child and not enjoying the name that they were given. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if you experienced this. I've I, I experienced this in, in part when I was growing up, but but the point is is I think that your child would not appreciate the cheese name. Very much. I mean, it'll they'll eventually grow into it if you put your foot down and you're like, no, this is the way that it's going. Yeah. Well, the, um, you might be condemning them to a li- to like a a fucked up life in a fraternity or sorority or something like that, though, because it's just like automatic <laughs> nickname, like it's already yeah. baked in. I mean, well, I guess you're speaking from experience, right? Your your name stands for Jarlsberg Pecorino. <laughs> uh, Parmesan, actually. Oh my but, bad. Uh... I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have assumed. We were not that fancy of a family. <laughs> I think that you could get away with naming a child Stilton if you were like that kind of white people. You, you know? could. You very much. You very well could. I think you could. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I don't think you can get away with calling your kid apple and rhubarb or something like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to no. know. Um, well, hey. JP, that brings us to the end of Munch Madness 2021 and the end of our episode. Uh, thank you so much for phoning in, for sharing your thoughts on cheese and pies, for going against your heart and crowning cheese as the winner. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on cheese, final thoughts on pies, final thoughts on God? <laughs> this is your mm. chance. Um, mm. And also any uh, stuff you want people to check out. Yeah, no problem. I, I mean, like, the only thing I'd have to say is if you don't like my uh, decision, 
I strongly recommend that you go to pm.gc.ca slash en slash connect slash contact. Uh, that'll take you straight to the Contact the Prime Minister website uh, <laughs> where you can field um, a request to bring back capital punishment <laughs> and take down that salty dog who thought that cheese was superior to pie. <laughs> Uh, if you actually do agree with me, then uh, then cool, man. We're we're great. Uh, no, I just want to be able to tell everybody it's super important that you get out there and um, explore your city. Try to go out and eat from the BIPOC's restaurant that you've never tried before. Take a chance. Just just get out there and taste something different. And beyond that, um, just make sure that you buy local as often as you can. Yeah, love that. Well, hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. So there you have it, folks. The winner of Munch Madness 2021 by a unanimous vote is Cheese. I'd like to give a big thank you to everybody who participated in the tournament this year. To Clay Sandu, J.P. Carvacki, George Poppy, Andrew Henderson, Kyle Forgeron, David Hall, Billy F., Jeremiah Gittens, Kendallin Aldridge, Lily Bennett-Scharf, Caddy Diop, Becca Redden, Noah Herms, Greg Schultz, Simon Pelletier, Rachel James, Emily McGinnis, Tefer Ajemian, Matt Cole, Julian McKenzie, Alex Smith, Giovanni Colantonio, and Tungla. And a big thank you to the various sponsors who made all of this possible, especially our main sponsor, Whiskey Lane. Couldn't have done this without you guys. Now, before we completely wrap up the show, I've been teasing that we have a special announcement coming at the end of this episode, and that special announcement is that this is the last episode ever of Up for Discussion. After nearly six years of producing and hosting the show through various formats, themes, and hosting lineups, I've decided it's finally time to say goodbye to Up for Discussion. Last fall, when I shifted the show's focus from a general interest comedy podcast to a full-time food podcast, the reception was really, really great, and I appreciated your willingness to trust me and stick with me through that transition. And honestly, at that time, I wasn't 100% sure what I needed to be getting out of the change. I was going through a lot of changes in my personal life. I started anxiety medication. I've been processing a whole lot of trauma and crap from (laughs) my past. And I, I knew I needed a change and I knew I needed something to keep me going with the show. And I knew that that was food. But you know, I didn't even know if I wanted to keep calling the show up for discussion because there was so much, you know, history attached to it, right? So many people who I don't see anymore, some I think of fondly, some I think of less fondly. And like, that was that was a weight that kind of sat with me. But I decided I was going to keep the show called up for discussion for a little bit longer and just change the format to see if that helped. Because I thought, you know, I don't want to overwhelm my listeners with a massive rebrand all at once. Um... <laughs> But after a lot of reflection, I think it's really time to let go and move on. So, yeah, this is it. This is the last episode of Up for Discussion. Because next week, I'm changing the name. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, all of that was true. I just, you know, misled you a little bit. Uh, that was a genuine open-hearted... I'm, I'm not... That Those weren't all goofs. I just... <laughs> The show is not canceled, don't worry, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm excited to announce that as of next week, the show will henceforth be known as the No Bad Food Podcast, because that's been my mandate with this thing, is to talk about food from a perspective of hope and joy and celebration, and to talk about how there is no bad food, I mean, unless it's expired or it's like, you know, burned to a crisp or whatever, but at its heart, you know, there's no food that is inherently bad, and and I want to continue to celebrate that, and I thought, you know what, that's the direction for this rebrand. So I'm really excited that next week you'll be listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. Um, On a logistical level, you're not going to need to resubscribe. It's going to live on the same feed as this one. Just the art and the name will be updated. Uh, And the content is going to be a 
lot like what I've been doing since September, but like a little bit more focused and intentional and kind of refreshed because I've been doing it since September and I know what I'm doing now. Um, but I figure a name change is a really great opportunity to reinvigorate the show, um, to like breathe new life into it, I guess, if you want to talk like that. Um, and I have a lot of really cool stuff lined up for the next couple of months. So I hope that you will trust me again on this new transitionary period as we move into a new show in quotation marks that is still the old show but is also a new show what is anything right um again on a logistical level you might notice that the social media feeds are going to suddenly start changing their names and possibly handles i have to (laughs) get that figured out um and that the art assets are going to change accordingly over the next few days uh don't panic all of this is to make sure that the rebrand is ready and running by the time next week's episode comes out um you also might notice that older episodes are going to start disappearing from the rss feeds this is because i'm tidying things up and curating the main feed a little bit more so that going forward the only content that's going to appear on say apple podcasts and spotify is the stuff that's food themed don't panic because uh if you have you know old favorite episodes from back when we were a comedy podcast those are still going to be available they're just going to be living in an archive on our soundcloud page uh instead of showing up everywhere so you'll still be able to find them uh you'll just have to go to soundcloud for them and scroll till you find them but they'll be there they're just not going to be included in the main rss feed as a way to kind of keep things packaged as a food thing because just like (laughs) peeling back the curtain a little bit like I do this show because I love it I do this show because it is a thing that brings me joy right but like on a like search engine optimization level I guess like I'm gonna acknowledge that the past like almost six years have been kind of a nightmare for numbers (laughs) I, I haven't had a clear branding we haven't had a clear niche and like you know that's not to say that I don't appreciate the people who've been listening obviously like you know the whatever 50 to 100 of you that there have been every week is is huge to me still but i think that in order to keep this thing growing at any kind of pace i need to tidy it up and package it as something that i can actually brand and you know if i brand it well and we get sponsors out of it that'll just give me the freedom to make it even better for you and everybody wins so yeah all that being said you'll be able to listen to your old favorite episodes you're just gonna have to go to soundcloud for them because the main feed is going to be tidied up a little bit and more curated toward food content. The goal is really just to make it easier for people to find the episodes about food going forward so they don't get lost in hundreds of episodes of, you know, (laughs) poop jokes or whatever. Nothing wrong with poop jokes, for the record, and I'm still going to make a whole lot of poop jokes on the food show. It's just, you know, they'll be branded as food poop. Food poop? Why didn't I call the podcast food poop six years ago? Jesus. The other major change you're going to notice is that I'm resetting the episode number counter starting next week. So don't be alarmed when you see next week's episode pop up as number one in your feed. Um, You can know in your hearts that it's really episode 323, which is really episode 360 something, 70 something. I've lost count because, you know, all the bonus content I've put out over the years. Episode numbers are kind of meaningless in the grand scheme of things. They really just serve as a way to easily direct people towards specific episodes if I'm like cross-referencing them or whatever. Um, But anyway, you my point next week is going to be episode one of no bad food (laughs) immediately followed in the feed by this episode 322 of up for discussion it'll be a little confusing at first but you'll get used to it um resetting a number counter is also just a thing that i think is going to help my like mental state as i move forward into this kind of new chapter of the show i think that's about it Uh, yeah (laughs) if you have any questions about anything that you think i didn't mention or you want clarification absolutely feel free to reach out to me over social media at tom zalatni i'm happy to chat with you about it i understand that changes are hard and and 
you know, transitions can be tricky. You are just learning about this now, probably, unless you're one of the like six people I've told about it. Whereas I have been thinking about this since September. So for me, this is like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. Everything here is smooth. I've got it all figured out. But for you, this might be like, wait, in seven days, I'm going to be listening to a different podcast. What's happening? So like completely understand if you are feeling a little bit out of the loop and feeling like you need to talk through it with me. Um, so I'm here for that, you know, reach out to me on social media. I will happily talk to you about it. I get it. Transitions are rough. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you trusting me to guide you through this one. Okay. So that's it now for the last time ever, because I'm going to update all of the scripts for next week's show. Here is the outro for up for discussion. Thank you so much for listening to up for discussion munch madness, the finale 2021, where we crowned cheese as the winner. Do you, have a favorite kind of cheese or a favorite kind of pie? Are you mad about how this all, you know, <laughs> shook out and and you think pie should have been the winner? Tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at Tom's Alatni. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, go to our Patreon page and donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Erica, Chantal, and David. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So you know, if that's something that's appealing to you, if you want me to talk about a very specific ingredient or dish on the show, go to Patreon. That's it. Hit the Patreon link in the description of this episode and donate as little as a dollar. Doesn't take much, but it goes a long way for me. I also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support me for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. I'll reiterate that if you've left a review before, but it was for the old format of the show, it would be awesome if you updated it so that it reflects what we're currently doing, because that's just more relevant and cool and good. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links to support both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week on the first episode of No Bad Food, where I'll be talking to Gabrielle Samek about Yotem Ottolenghi's book, Flavor, and the lessons that she's learned about cooking and about herself while working through it this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. See you then. You are- It just takes a little time It takes a little time It takes a little time with me I hope you don't mind We'll take it slow this time Hello, my name is Stefan and I am the host of a show called Some Good Friends and it's a podcast and it will make you laugh and we talk to some of my good friends and they're crazy and hilarious and wacky and you're going to love them just as much as I do. Currently, while I'm recording this, I forgot to mute all my other takes so I'm hearing myself say different words in my ears. The show comes out every Monday weekly. Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ plus community uses our voices to tell our stories. 
You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love.